evacuating. This is Alana Kraus, and I'm joined by my father, Lee Kraus. We are a father-daughter duo who have been studying critical thinking and decision-making patterns through surveys, personal experience, and interviews with some amazing people to create a how-to guide to help you make better decisions by harnessing your critical thinking skills. All of these learnings have been documented in our book, and this podcast reviews those concepts chapter by chapter. Each chapter is covered in a different podcast, so it's okay to listen out of order, but it is recommended to start from the beginning and go from there. If you're interested in your story being featured on future podcasts, please reach out by visiting our website, www.recalculating.me. We hope you enjoyed today's episode on dealing with road bumps and potholes. So this chapter, it's around the idea that it's inevitable that there are going to be times that really try our spirit and make us question the route we're on. So journeys are filled with potholes, bumpy roads, detours, unexpected situations. So we're talking today about how to learn to deal with problems and failures in a positive way. Yeah, this is something everyone faces, whether it's uh, getting a bad grade in a class, whether it's being passed up on a promotion, whether it's uh, deciding whether or not you should take a new job. I think everybody faces roadblocks and potholes along the way. So I think it's really great. This is something that it will help everybody. Yeah, and I think so too. Based off of a lot of the interviews and feedback we've got with people, sometimes this these topics are a bit of a taboo where people feel like people aren't talking enough about failures and overcoming obstacles. So this podcast is specifically aimed at helping to break down those barriers and break down those walls and normalize the experiences that people are going through. Uh, for myself, I can remember years ago, while wow, I just really, really bombed one of my uh, tests, and I thought I'd never, ever get through this class. And I remember just laying in a field, looking up at the sky, saying, how am I going to get through this? Mm-hmm. And it was just really building a plan and executing on the plan. It was just a minor pothole, just had to regroup and continue on. So I think that's really what's important, when to know it's a minor pothole and regroup and carry on versus this is a major deal and I need to pivot. Yeah, no, I I think that's a great point. And it's something that people deal with these situations in very different ways, right? So you might end up playing in this field. Whenever I would fail tests, I would usually call you crying, saying that I wanted to drop out, right? And so like understanding that there's different ways this concept will manifest in different people. But big picture, the first topic we wanted to address is understanding when to pivot and what that even means. Because road bumps and potholes and unexpected situations and failures are going to come up. But how do you know if that's something where you could just keep driving? You need to pull over and stop. You need to change routes. I think that's a great point. So I think that, again, it's picking the right tool and the tool chest to work with. If you want to put a nail into the wall, you're not going to take out a sledgehammer, right? And so I think that just because your first reaction must be, I have to change majors, uh, I think settle down there. And maybe it's just as easy as changing your study technique, or maybe it's as easy as going to talk to your advisor, or maybe it's as easy as going to office hours. And I think that that's really becomes important. When we say pivot, it's anything from changing what you're currently doing to something else. So don't think that means change your major. 
because then we're not saying that. So let's think about it for a second. And I think when we talk about pivoting, really two things are happening. Either your issues are occurring or opportunities knocking. And I think it's probably worth going down each of those paths. So let's start out with when issues are occurring. When issues are occurring, it could be you don't want to be getting to the point where you're continuing to repeat the same mistake. If you are unhappy with how things are going, whether you feel you're being pushed to your limit to force change, right, I think are all things that need to be taken into account. So I know that for my brother, when he was in college, he never believed in studying or was so smart he didn't have to study. And so he just sailed through everything. He thought studying for the SATs was watching the Rockford Files. And so eventually he was taking a chemistry class in college and he was going to get a C in the class. And he just could not deal with that and decided he was going to have to switch majors because obviously chemical engineering wasn't for him. I think probably in this case, it was an overreaction. His end result turned out to be fine. But I think the end result here is that sooner or later, you're going to be forced to, to your limit. When you're forced to your limit, you're going to have to pivot. And here is a case where it could have been as simple as going to office hours or could have been as simple as changing your study techniques as opposed to just saying, I'm going to change my major. And I think that's really what recalculating is going to help you understand what is the right tool to use at the right time and how you can categorically look at your problem and understand what's the pain point and how to fix it and how not to overreact. And I think that's really key. Yeah, I think giving these types of examples are so important because I feel like I had a similar experience when talking about dealing with a road bump, which is I was taking this engineering class that was a core class for the curriculum. And the first exam, I ended up failing it so bad. I got a 30% on the exam. This was, was something that was going to be 30% of my grade overall. And I just felt so defeated and such a failure and was like, how am I ever going to be an engineer and even like a good engineer if I can't even pass this class? And I feel like there was different iterations regarding this concept of like identifying that issues are occurring, then also making sure you're not repeating the same mistake. So instead of at that point just dropping my major, I tried to change my study habit. So I started working through all the homework problems and going to office hours, but I was still not doing great on the quizzes. And I think that point was another reflection on me, but it wasn't at the point where I was like, well, I'm just going to give up. It was understanding, okay, I had tried this, but actually now that I realize it and now that people are asking me, I'm not actively engaging with material, right? Like I'm going through these problems, but I also have the answer key right here, or, you know, I'm doing the homeworks, but I'm doing it with my friends and it comes more easily to them, those sorts of things. So I think also taking a hard look at yourself throughout your journey, because you're in a point where you understand that these are road bumps or potholes, but it's not enough to derail you, but it's enough where you need to take a good look at each of these little bumps you're hitting to realign so that you can keep moving forward. That's an excellent point. Excellent point. Well done. I also think that, you know, everyone hits the wall, whether it's in your career at work, whether you feel you've been passed over for a promotion, whether your career doesn't seem to be on track. And so immediately we say, I'm going to switch jobs. 
right? Well, reality is maybe there are things that you can do in your current employer to allow you to get past that roadblock, right? And that switching jobs doesn't have to be the knee-jerk reaction. And I yes. think, again, it comes down to being able to understand what really the issue is and then planning how to defeat that issue. And that's yeah. really about getting around the roadblock. It's planning how to defeat that issue, whether it's at work, going and moving into a different department that plays more to your strengths, whether it's looking and determining that maybe you're, you're not putting as much time as you think into your product and there are simple things that you can do to improve it. Maybe it's talking with your boss to understand what are what they see as the areas that you need improvement and planning how to improve those. These are things you're eventually going to have to deal with. So why not get them done today? Yeah, I think that's a great point. And I think that concept is summarized by this quote that we had heard in one of our interviews. But this is one that resonated with me a lot. Sometimes the grass is greener because you water it that you might be experiencing issues like you're saying in your work or in school, but if you're not trying to address those problems yourself and just trying to see if the grass is greener on the other side, that's not a good way to go about like addressing these types of things, right? Unless you say to me, Alana, actually, I've been trying to water this grass for years, but it's just totally dead. It's just dirt, it's sand, it's not worth it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Excellent point. And I think the same concepts that we're talking about applies for school, applies for work, it applies to your personal life. They all fit the same category and we face them in all of those. So this is something that I think works really well. Yeah. Um, and I would say one last thing to add on this too. So we talked about needing to pivot when issues are occurring. I also think there's some aspect of normalizing what these problems are. So for example, if you keep on failing quizzes you also need to understand is everyone else failing quizzes or is it just you or like if you're applying to jobs to understand actually it's not uncommon for people to apply to 75 different job applications only to hear back from one so when you're going through that experience it feels very isolating and it feels like you're failing and it feels like you're alone but big picture actually that's a normalized experience and that's something where maybe big picture, it's not as much as an issue that you're experiencing. It's more of a systematic issue. Right. I always think it comes down to it ends up being a numbers game. You just got to play the game. So the other side of when to pivot is when opportunity knocks. I think this is kind of the, the interesting aspect of it, of there's times where opportunity will come up and that's when you want to be able to use the tools in your backpack to realize, hey, I may have not have planned this out, but this is a good time for me to pivot. It makes sense. Everything's aligned. I have the skills, right? I have the desire and the opportunity is here. And so whether you've planned everything out and a new opportunity arrives, whether you're wandering, looking for what you ultimately want to do and opportunity knocks, Wherever opportunity knocks, it's a chance for you to walk through the door. So let's let's explore that a little bit. So to me, opportunity knocks could be a new position is listed that plays to your strengths at work. A headhunter could call you about a dream job. You could be spending your summer as a trip leader, and one of your clients tells you how great you are in a particular field and that you should pursue it. A friend could ask you to join a startup. You could immediately 
go on a uh, double date and meet your love of your life. You know, I mean, these are all opportunity knocking and it's up to you to walk through and be aware that these opportunities are knocking and be aware of your surrounding and what's happening. So you don't want to go and look, a post comes up and it's your dream job and you not even look at it, right? I think these are great points. I think the planner in me, this concept is a little bit harder because for me, these types of examples you're giving are ones that kind of maybe come out of the blue that are harder to plan for. So I'd love to hear your perspective on for planners or people who maybe don't deal as well with the unexpected, how to go about the concept of opportunity knocking. Sure. So I think that's really good. So let's start the easiest case where you're an explorer, right? And you're exploring and looking for what it is that ultimately is going to light your passion, right? And as you're exploring, you're, you're looking at all the possibilities, whether you're decided you're going to travel, whether you decided you're going to go work at a department store, whether you decided you're going to switch majors. All along the way, when you switch majors, there may be opportunities for you to go and do internships. And each internship is a chance for you to look for opportunity. And so you may decide you do an internship and it was in finance and realize, well, you don't really like finance per se, but you really are interested in investment banking because one of your friends is doing an internship with investment banking. And that's ultimately what you want to go into. That's the kind of opportunity that's knocking for somebody that's exploring. Listen to what's around you. Listen to what's happening and determine what are the things that light your passion. To me, that's opportunity knocking. Mm -hmm. For a planner, I look at it and I say, for a planner, you've already planned everything out and you think you just need to connect the dots along the way. For example, if you were deciding you were going in to become a particular physician and you realize that, you know, uh, COVID has now become a, a big thing. And instead of being a general practitioner physician, you want to go into infectious diseases because you feel that that plays better to your strengths. And you would have never considered doing that in the past because you always wanted to be a physician. That's opportunity knocking. You may see a call for uh, research grants that say that are looking at a particular area. And you as a researcher may say, I'm going to switch and apply my skills in that area. Again, that's another time where as a planner, you plan things out and something may come up that all of a sudden you say, I'm going to change and try to do this. I think those fit into the planner mode. For people that have passion, right, I think there you, you're, you've decided you want to save the environment and that's your number one goal and you're going to do it through, you know, working for renewable energy and renewable energy companies and then realize that public policy may have more impact. So you're going to pivot from your field and go into um, public policy because you realize that will have the greater impact. There's a pivot and opportunity knocking because someone may offer you that opportunity to go to law school or something of that nature. Mm -hmm. So for your example as a planner, how do you see it working out for you as a planner? So the way I think about it as a planner, I know that I can't plan for these like random opportunities to show up. But what I can plan for is understanding myself, my long term goals and where I want to go so that when opportunities do arise, it's very straightforward 
to me to evaluate whether or not this is something I want to do. I think there's a lot of people who say when opportunity arises, your answer should always be yes. Tell me more. And I think that's like a great way to go. Normally, opportunities that are coming to you that way, like are great opportunities. Um, but I think just like understanding that you can't plan for everything, but you can plan for kind of your bigger term goals, but also be open minded when things come up and potentially change the direction you're going. Right. The only thing that I would add to that is that when you hear these opportunities, you go and look in your backpack and say, how does this align with all the skill sets that I have? How does it align to long term goals? Is it going to end up being a shortcut for me? All those things play in when you look at that opportunity. And the beauty of this is it allows you to do some level of self-assessment, which you can look at, are things moving as quickly as I wanted? Are things going? Recalculating is all about looking at, are things moving as you expected? Are there issues and how to address them? And do I need to recalculate? The opportunity knocks is just another chance for you to say, hey, how truly well is everything going? And is this a shortcut? Is this opportunity real? And is it worth pivoting? Yeah, I, I think, mm -hmm. go for it. Uh, I also think that when we start to talk about pivoting, we talk about opportunity knocking and things of that nature. I also think you need to look at how to ensure that you're mitigating risk, that you're not taking something that's going really well and all of a sudden pivoting to something that's incredibly risky. So you need to understand that as well. Yeah, no, I, I think that's a great point. And I guess clarifying thing with opportunity arising, we're not saying to follow it blindly. We're saying to use some of these tools that we've set you up with in terms of evaluating what's in your backpack, using your network of advisors and mentors, those types of things to help guide you. I think another thing to talk about too, so we're mentioning road bumps versus potholes and how you deal with failure and overcome it. I think it's important to acknowledge that there's different levels of this perceived failure and that there's different levels of how we should be responding. So this is kind of aligned to these concepts of adapt, adjust, and overcome. These are aligned to some different levels of severity of the situation, understanding, you know, is this something where you just need to leverage some of the tools in your toolbox or experiences in your backpack to help make the journey easier moving forward versus adjust, which is knowing when to shift. So do you need additional tools to succeed? Do you need to change direction given the new information that came your way? Or the last is overcome, which is how to leverage your backpacking experience to find another way to your destination. So whether it be a more extreme pivot, taking a detour, breaking through a barrier, those sorts of things. So I think it's important to differentiate these levels. Yeah, so I think that's really well said, Lana. And again, I think the one thing that I'll add to that is ensuring that you're able to assess the situation that you're in and understand your strengths and weaknesses so that you can determine the appropriate action to take is key when you're looking at opportunities and pivoting potholes, all that plays in together. Yeah, and I think another thing too is how to use failure as an opportunity to learn and grow. Because a lot of times when you experience failure, it's just new information you're acquiring to help you better deal with your journey over time. So 
I think it's something that can be easier said than done, right? To say, oh, when you fail, use it as an opportunity to learn. Because I definitely see that I've been on a journey with failure myself and that when I was in college, failures shook me to the core and almost derailed my goal. And then you get to a point where, you know, I would fail a quiz and it wouldn't be a big deal because I knew what I had to do to change and move forward. I think that's a kind of interesting aspect on that. So I think that definitely failure is an opportunity. And I think the same thing that's really important here is that you don't fall into the same mistake twice, right? Everyone may have failures. It's how you deal with it. When you think about failures, you know, in life here and in recalculating, you want to be able to take some level of risk and that's okay. And as you put yourself out there, there is a chance of failure. And as long as you're learning from that failure, it's all great. It's all part of that big recalculating circle. And it's something that you shouldn't fear. What you should fear is taking greater risks than you need to. And I think that that's really where it starts to play into account. Understanding if you are going to go off and take a risk, which may lead to failure, that you understand what are the key points that may ultimately lead to failing and trying to mitigate those points as you go along. And I think some way to really think about it is, I think it's a great example, is the gambling industry. Gambling industry wants you to take risk and they're willing to take some level of risk themselves. But if you really look at the gambling industry, the house sets the rules and they're in the house's favor. And if it turns out the gambler is doing better than the house, the house is gonna change the rules. So for example, if you play with a single deck of cards 21 and you're able to card count, and the casinos realized that this was going to be a problem, they all of a sudden decided we're going to use four or five decks of cards to make it more difficult for somebody to count cards. Again, they're very quickly mitigating their risk. They understand what their risk is, and therefore, they're always going to succeed. For you in your career, when you look at it, the potential for failure to occur you should also be aware of what are your potentials for failure all the time. Have a plan of mitigating risk and then go off and do it. Because if you do fail, you know that you can recover from that risk and it's a learning opportunity. And I think that's what's so key about going out there and taking risk. And in some ways, in my mind, taking risk or being risky is really understanding how to mitigate them more than taking the risk. Spend the time figuring out how to mitigate those risks. And in doing that, it gives you the greatest opportunity to go out there and expand your horizons with very little risk in the end. No, I, I think that's really well said and good things just to keep in mind. I think one of the last concepts we wanted to cover, a little bit related to taking failure as an opportunity to grow and kind of, if you fall down five times, get up sick. But this has to do with imposter syndrome. I'm not sure if that's something you guys have heard of, experienced, feel very familiar with. But imposter syndrome is loosely defined as doubting your abilities and basically being in situations where you feel like you aren't meant to be there, you feel like a fraud and that you don't fit in. And this affects all types of people, especially individuals who are high achieving, who maybe find it difficult to accept their accomplishments or question if they're deserving of the situations that they're in. 
So this type of mindset can be very detrimental to individuals. And I think it's something that a lot of people experience. You know, it's actually something I experienced. <laughs> so I think the first time I heard someone read out my bio at a large gathering, and it was, you know, I have N number of patents and I've created N number of companies and I've been successful, you know, dealing with a transition of technology and stuff. And I'm listening to them read my bio and I'm going, are they talking about me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so you start to realize that we've done a lot of things and we can do a lot of things. And so you, you really have to always believe in yourself. Yeah. And I think with me, I remember feeling this especially strong the summer where I was working at an Ivy League's chemical engineering laboratory for the summer. That was a summer where I had applied to what felt like hundreds of different internships and job opportunities and got rejected from every single one of them. And like my last attempt at finding something this summer was applying for this research internship and ended up getting one at a very prestigious university. And I remember just feeling like, I just don't belong here. Everyone here is so smart and have it all figured out and there must've been some sort of mistake, right? That sort of mindset is not a good headspace to be in. Mm-hmm. And big and how picture, did that turn out? Well, for me, big picture, I had to convince myself, no, you're here for a reason. You are a curious thinker. You have background that will help you be successful. You know how to ask for help when you need it. And that ended up being one of my most successful summers because I was excited about the opportunity, open-minded about it. Yes, did I feel a little bit terrified and a little bit out of place at the beginning? For sure. But I think over time, developing community, connecting with my peers and understanding that a lot of them were going through similar experiences to how I was feeling, I feel like that really helped normalize it. And then we were all able to band together and be like, I mean, they couldn't have made a mistake on all of us who's in this program, right? And then at that point, you realize maybe you're just in your head. I think that's really good. And I think it's it's easy. And I think when you, whenever you get that imposter syndrome, I think it's really going back to your root and realizing you believe in yourself, look in your backpack, the tools that you have and develop your plan and move forward. You, you may have to pivot along the way. You may, opportunity may knock along the way and you always need to be ready to jump on it. I think that that really is the case of whenever you feel that way, go look in your backpack, all the tools, all the experiences, everything that's in your journal to realize you can do this. Yeah, no, I think that is a great way to summarize some of you know the key concepts for this chapter. I think big picture as we wrap this up, dealing with roadblocks, potholes, These are things that are fundamental to any journey. And I think for a lot of people, these concepts of failures and mistakes and things not going exactly the way they're wanting or expecting to can be something that's really derailing. And I think a big thing about what we're talking about and, you know, what we've learned through interviews with hundreds of different people is that everyone experiences failure in one way or another. Some people don't talk about it as much as they probably should. But I think it's important to understand that everyone's journey has these little parts to it that maybe aren't the best or most fun, but big picture, they help you grow stronger and help you move forward and help so that in the future you avoid hitting those road bumps again. And I'll close with saying, 
perseverance is incredibly important. And using that perseverance and being able to pivot right or left as you go along and recalculate along the way is a sure way to success. Just keep following the path, use your recalculating skills, and you will be successful. Wonderfully said. And we wish you happy recalculating.